Yes, it's episode 119 of Hebrews in Exile with our honorable teacher, Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And we are going to talk about a myriad of issues in this particular podcast. Not any one thing is going to get discussed in its totality, but we will talk about this epidemic of having a blind stupor where you're not able to see the things that are important to the Most High because you're blinded by propaganda and culture in this present day age. So, without any further ado, Hebrews in Exile, you know what we do. Let's go! Y'all of creation, you make everything right. This is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this is Hebrews in Exile. You know, is a lot going on in the world. You know what didn't happen? We didn't laugh when we opened up. <laughs> oh, we didn't? <laughs> yeah. We we usually start. So you hitting them with the heavy stuff. <laughs> Already y'all are so doomed. <laughs> we didn't forgot to laugh. So here's y'all laughter. That's because <laughs> we, we've been sitting here talking for... 20 minutes before we even decided to turn the pot on. That's why we already laughed. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's that's heavy. There is heavy. a lot of things going on yeah. in the world. You and I, each week, um, come to the table with something out of text and we may get there tonight mm -hmm. but being in a political mindset in terms of things that are going on in the world and realizing that people do not realize that the things that are going on in the world are at the behest of the Most High. True. Orchestration of the Most High is ever so apparent. And it's, here's, here's, the, here's the most interesting part. I wasn't going to say funny because it's not funny. What's interesting is that this history is repeating itself because we're seeing the same types of things mirrored in this day and age that happened during the time of our ancestors. And because we have this blind stupor because of the way text has been introduced to us and we don't see it through the eyes of the Hebrew, we miss it. And, you know, some of us are just lost. We're going to talk about probably a lot of things in this pod this evening. <laughs> But once something has taken hold as an epidemic, mm -hmm. it's hard to change it. I mean, we just came to an epidemic True. with yeah, COVID. COVID, yeah. And while there is a there is a cure that has um you might say minimize the effects of it in its inception. Yeah. 
COVID is still here. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you'll go through the process of, of maybe even going through it, but at a reduced um, severity. So what am I talking about? Mm -hmm. We in the United States of America have a gun epidemic. <laughs> and, you noticed that, huh? Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> you know, there is, I'm, I'm going on record to say this. Okay. Okay, now. This. There is absolutely no legislation that can be passed or will be passed in the lifetime of any American where this epidemic will be stymied, reduced, or go away. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, I want to hear some more of your, your viewpoints on that because it's... it's it, and Yeah. And one of the reasons why it's not going to go away is because as a nation that is wicked, mm -hmm. and this nation is wicked, I couldn't find the text and I don't remember where it is, but it talks about giving you leaders after your own heart. Well, I think I got you. Come on, keep talking. I'm going to find it for you. So since we are under leaders that are wicked, not just not just in Congress, not just in Congress, not just in the White House, but that is pervasive within the framework of this diaspora nation that we are in, even in pulpits of America, this wickedness is pervasive. Mm. You cannot control or legislate out something that you allowed to become a disease amongst the fiber of your people. And that's the, uh, the greater propensity for violence. Yes. And that's one of the things, and I think where you were speaking from, now correct me if I'm wrong, I'm going to try to turn there, is Yeremehu chapter number 3, verse 15. See if it's there. I, th I th believe that's where you wanted to go, but as I'm turning there, um, I've noticed that too. Um, I have two, uh, one adolescent um Two adolescent young men. I'd say one, you know, is he's still in uh, elementary school. The other one is um, getting ready to come out of high school. And as they watch their social media, as they watch TV, the United States, in specificity, in this Western, I would say Westernized cultures in particular, have a propensity for violence. Every movie that you see, every even some of the sitcoms that you see, there's this propensity for drama um there's this there's if it if there's if somebody's not getting blown up or shot or killed or or whatever it's it doesn't make good uh entertainment you're not going to get views in at least uh, f from our experience in the united states which is a shame 
because um, we're gearing a and and I'm trying to I'm trying to wait till you get to the end of this because there I mean, I'll hear a lot of banter from the other side about oh well um, I need we need these particular protections in place and I think this is probably maybe separate from your issue of saying I need to be able to protect myself. There's a difference between protecting yourself and the issue of pushing this need for violence everywhere and everything that you touch. If, if I can't conquer it through some type of form of violence, then it doesn't compute. The, and, there have been over, I think it's two, over 200, I think it's over 200 plus mass shootings mm -hmm. in the United States this year and we're only we're not even halfway through mm. i think that was the statistic that i saw mm -hmm. and in my opinion oh that's not it that's not the place that you want in my opinion it's not it's not safe now now i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna preface this okay it's not safe for a person who is outside the protection of the Most High by walking in His ways to be caught in an environment in which it is not safe. That's because you have no protection. Now, I'm. We're, we'll probably talk about. We'll probably talk about this this evening. This evening, we probably will. Mm -hmm. And I, no disrespect to a person's belief. But Jesus is not protecting you. Mm-hmm. He's not. Not especially when, oh, no, no. No, he's not. And you, so, so you say, well, why, why would you say that? Because the protection of Hebrew Israel is not a man. It's correct. The protection for Hebrew Israel is stated in Numbers where he said, I am not a human. That's correct. The spirit of the Most High is the protection of his people. And that, and that is borne out over and over and over again in the Psalms as King David retorts his need for covering, his need for protection in the midst of all of his enemies. Mm. And he speaks to the Most High, and he says, you know that I walk in your ways. That's right. See, but see, there again, what what, in your ways are the mitzvot's? The mitzvot's. And he calls upon, he does the same thing as when we go into prayer. He calls upon the things that the Most High has done has before done in the past. In the past. And... And says, hey, listen, I've followed your ways. Yeah. If you said, yeah. I will do this, then you will do X. Yeah. We have to, re you eloquently put, we have to, not to say that the Most High needs to be reminded. No, he no, doesn't. No. It's obviously mainly for us to understand yeah. this is what's been happening. Right. So we call upon Right, him. right, right. Now, I guess I'm kind of, right now I'm in a, I'm in a political mode. Okay. What, what's happened? That, that, that sparked this. I said <laughs> in 2020, I said to the congregation, when all of the various individuals were running for president, 
I said to this congregation, if Donald Trump is elected president, the United States of America will have hell to pay. And he looks like a viable candidate for this next year. And with him being a candidate for 2024, if this man is elected president for a four, for another four-year term, mm -hmm. the United States of America and melanated people, brown, black and brown people in this nation will have hell to pay under his leadership and the leadership of the Republican Party. You can look forward to having hell to pay. If you don't have the covering of the most high L on your side, well, then I, I really, I really feel sorry for you. Yeah. You know, um, ancestry, we can go back and look at all the times that we were put under oppression. And when we called on the most high, the most high protected those faithful few, but any other time, trust me, you were under some serious, um, now, yeah, you know, yeah. So now, let positioning me, where you could get messed up. So now, let me say this to you. With that being the case, we go back. We can now go. We can now go into text, okay, and we can look at every every text in the book of Judges. Every last text in the book of Judges, sure, where Israel. Hebrew Israel was being oppressed by a nation of people that was oppressing her mm -hmm. or her oppressors were oppressing her to the point that she had no other opportunity but to cry out to the Most High and to turn back. The Most High sent her a deliverer. Now, herein lies the problem because there's an elephant in the room. Yeah, there's a big one. Big one. There's an elephant in the room. You want to call him out by name? And I, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to. Um, I'm going to go back to where we were last week um, in Isaiah 40, um, and um, we're gonna we're gonna see something here. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Isaiah 40. 18. 40 and 18. Can't, I can't get past this. I cannot get past this. With whom then will you compare El? By what standard will you evaluate him? An image made by a craftsman, which is verse twenty-five. With gold. Mm -mm. Verse twenty-five. With mm -hmm. whom then will you compare me? With whom am I equal? As the set-apart one. Yeah. And it's a rhetorical question because you already know the answer to that. No one. See, so, so historically, historically, historically actually and historically in every instance that you and I have read in scripture text 
and not only in scripture texts, but read in historical books where Israel was under the attack of an enemy and she was in right standing with the Most High, he was their deliverer. True. True. I need not go any further than the, the study that we're doing now. And any time you know, and any time she was not in compliance, she got her little behind destroyed. Yeah. Which brings you to your point to say, again, we could possibly be on the precipice of a four years of something where if you thought we were still being oppressed, where you brought up in a couple podcasts ago, a woman is going to confront another person about a violation of her child. And she is brutally murdered without even saying a word to this particular woman, just because of the fact of the stereotypical angry black woman. She's coming. These melanated people are coming into my neighborhood and they're coming to terrorize me. And I have to defend myself with violence, not by any diplomacy, but by but by violence. And so I can attest. I don't and I don't I am not a person that looks for the evil in people. I don't. And I think both you and I, you, we can't be racist just by by definition, but we can be biased. We can be, uh, we can have our prejudices. But I don't think this this next statement is driving is coming from a place of that at all. No, we noticed that during no. the time that when 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 the former president was in place, President Trump, that there was a rise in boldness, boldness against melanated people that came from was always there but it felt it was comfortable at that particular time because they had a leader after their own heart that they felt as though that they could act and function that way who who himself is a coward mm -hmm. he's cowardice mm -hmm. and so he incites other people to do that which is in his heart that he won't do because he's a coward about doing it. Mm. Therefore, we now are confronted with a, and we're in, see, the, here's the deal. You can say that, well, I don't, I don't follow Paul. You live in a nation mm -hmm. where the governing rules and the legislative uh, policies that are passed are being written to affect you. Correct. They're written to affect you. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And there's a text, I can't remember, I, I, I saw it, I thought it was in Isaiah 10 about unjust, unjust, um, unjust rules. And the Most High speaks in text about nations who purport unjust rules. And I thought it was on Isaiah, Isaiah mm. 10, but I don't remember exactly where it was, where it was now. But my point that I'm making here is that it's inevitable. It is inevitable. I, I, I really want you to hear this. It's inevitable that Hebrew Israel in exile is going to be confronted with such with such a force of uh, of um, 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Resistance? Yeah, resistance from the nations that's going to cause her to stop, think about her position, and people are going to be turning and looking for an answer. And the problem with that, the problem with what I'm talking about is you and I sit in this podcast every week and we talk about the impending disaster that's going to befall Hebrew Israel in the last days for which we are in. Mm -hmm. And I looked at the numbers of the individuals that listen to our podcast, there are about 300, 300, 300 plus, 300. Mm -hmm. We now have over 12.5 uh, thousand downloads. downloads. And there is no, no, there is absolutely no sense of urgency in the hearts and minds of our people. None. No urgency. <laughs> There's no urgency. Right. So right. now we get back we get back to the book of Judges. The Most High allowed the Philistines mm -hmm. and other nations to rain down pain and anguish and despair. Mm -hmm. upon Israel to the point that she recognized it and began to cry out to the Most High. Now, now we have to talk about what does that mean? Yeah, we do. Because I was going to say, I'm going to tell you what. I mean, before you say that. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. That doesn't mean she was crying tears, which, which she probably was physically. But the cry out, what is it? Because you never, you ne you're never going to hear, you're never going to hear in any Christian church what it means to cry out to the Most High. Oh, we're going to have a prayer meeting, and we're going <laughs> to, and we're going to cry out to the Lord, and He's going to hear us. No, that is not what it means. No, you, you, this crying out is has some empirical evidence of some behavioral traits you've turned. You've gone back to the most high. You've actually started instantiating the mitzvot back into your community as a lifestyle. It's what you live, eat, sleep, and breathe. And you're telling the most high with what we talked about earlier offline, which was having a heart that has been humbled enough to say, listen, we've seen the error of our ways. Most high, we're doing what you're asking us to do. Please come help and deliver us. That's what it means to cry out to the Most High. You got some type of your action and your lifestyle uh, is right in line with what text has prescribed. But the thing is that's interesting to me is the fact that, like you mentioned before, our people, once this, it gets real heavy, they ain't going to know who to turn back to. That's my point. And the problem is with these folk is that um, what we were getting ready to talk about earlier today, which is which I wanted to express to you, which was kind of this understanding as to understanding why we got 300 people that's only subscribed to us 
and 12,000 downloads, which should be in the millions, quite frankly, and should be hundreds of thousands of followers. But I understand the reason why we don't. And this is why I believe we don't. Okay? You and I have a problem on our hands. And the problem is, is that we carry this bag called truth with us. And nobody likes to hear that. Now think about it for a second. Anytime that you turn on your social media or you go someplace in life during an everyday occurrence, how often are you going to someplace or sitting down somewhere where you're physically sitting down and learning something? When you turn on your TV, you want to be entertained by whatever baseball game is on, whatever, whatever is on the TV. You are either going to see some type of some entertainment in the form of some violence that we talked about earlier or some type of comedy that's going on. When you go to your when you go to your seven, eight, nine and whatever o'clock service across the street, you're looking to mainly get what? Entertained because when you ask the parishioners what they learned that particular day, they can't tell you a doggone thing that was talked about on stage. And that's part of the problem at the end of the day is that we don't have this sense of truth about anything that we instantiate in our lives. We're always looking for somebody to entertain us. So when you have two individuals coming every single week on a podcast or an, and actually on the Shabbat saying, thus saith the most high to his people about community, how we're supposed to govern ourselves. That's education. And people don't want to be taught. People want to be entertained. That's our problem. Well, that's no different. That's no different than, than Israel in text. <laughs> True to form. I mean, <laughs> why, why did Israel decide that they wanted a king? Why? Because everybody else had everybody one. else had one. Yeah. Why did Israel decide that? Oh, we look out there and we see the other nations. They're they're out there worshiping on the high hills, and they got Ashras and they got they got all this going on, and all all we got is you. Wow, we can't right. see you. Mm -hmm. We can't touch you. Yeah, I need to. All we got is you. Which is hilarious and, because and, that's and, enough. And <clears throat> we want to be like them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, <clears throat> you know, somebody, somebody asked me, somebody said to me, why is it that you are the only one that knows this? I said, what? knows that the codex of scripture mm -hmm. has within it a volume of truth, mm -hmm. of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, mm -hmm. and helps me to understand the mindset of the creator I'm the only one? You're saying, why am I the only one that knows this? I said, I'm not the only one that knows it. 
Mm. I may be the only one that's making the greatest noise about it within the community correct, to which correct, that I live correct. in. Correct. But I'm not the only one that knows it. Yeah. And I says, and <clears throat> it was almost like it's a discredit, discrediting question. Like, and, 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 and I said, I'm in a, I'm in a platform where I want, I would be remiss of the most high. If the most high allowed me to know something about him and his people and I refuse to share it. Right. 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 I mean, he's given us this wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to share. Exactly. Exactly. But there's this elephant in the room. Yeah. And none of our like let me just do a quick point. None of our ancestors did that. You just talked about when for hundred. I keep going back to this dude because you put it in put it in my spirit. For hundred and twenty years, this man witnessed to people about this impending flood that was coming. He could have easily just said, "You know what? I'm just going to keep this to myself and let y'all all die." But he went out there and he had a mandate to go ahead and tell the people. If it's upon them, if they don't want to well, listen. Well, well, but 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 not only that, not only that. In text, you have all of the prophets. True. Whom the Most High used as warning instruments to Israel about what he was going to do if they continued to function in wickedness. Exactly. He warned them. Before he warned them, before he passed judgment, he sent warning after warning after warning. And the problem that I'm that, that I'm disturbed about is that as we sit before these microphones on this particular day of podcasting, we are in the midst of the same warning patterns. Mm -hmm. And I can't say that. Nobody, nobody, nobody seems to even care. One, because they don't even know that judgment is in the land and it must first begin at his house. I'm going to say something. Our people, wow. I mean this this this, 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 this I mean this 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 disturbs my spirit. Just how blind of a stupor we are as a people. It disturbs my spirit. To not even recognize that. Because well, a part of it is a systematic issue, which, which I was, I'm going to get into, which I just talked about. The fact that when people talk about this text, they're talking about it from a standpoint where they're being taught by individuals who don't know how to teach how to even read the thing. Now, I had made mention of that. How in the world are you going to be able to study anything, even if you're going to study Bible? Let's talk about Bible, Old Testament, New Testament. You, you're used to hearing those, that vernacular, that parlance, those terms. You can't even do it correctly because you haven't been taught the mitzvot. You can't understand anything in that book unless you come in understanding the mitzvot. You have a whole different aperture has been changed on how you look at the text so you're not seeing anything that the Most High wants you to see because it doesn't start with the base foundation of understanding the mitzvot and everything comes out of that. That is your core foundation. It doesn't start with Matthew chapter 1, 
which in my opinion explains to you the agenda of the whole entire Bible, but it doesn't start there in the gospels. You have to start at the beginning. And again, I'm going to go back to this. I'm going to keep harping on it because it was one of the coldest things you have said. And I've not been able to get rid of it out of my, out of my hubris. And for the last two weeks since you said it, as it shall be in the end is in the days of Noah. Them folk now, as it was then, didn't care. They don't care if the ground shook. So what? They don't care if they're getting a man trying to tell them or individuals trying to tell them. His whole family was probably ministering at that, that particular time, not only him, but to tell these people, this is the impending danger that's coming. And then when it shows up, whether it be Trump or somebody else down the line and you're beating on the door, looking around, talking about where do we get in? You still won't have a clue because you don't know who to call upon because you haven't been taught by your leaders how to even read the thing that's in front of you. That is a technical manual. Anytime that thing explains to you history, community, government, uh, social uh, economics, um, you're talking about a plethora of items, uh, uh, helping you mature, helping your, uh, uh, it's ethical, like you've always said, it's morality that's in there. You need to be taught technically how to read that, not just simply look at it and say, oh, look at this cute little situation, this anecdotal situation, and this is how you can apply it to your PG&E light bill. They can't. They can't. They can't. I'm going to say this. Okay. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Our people can't do what you just explained. And the reason why they can't do what you just explained is because they have been Hellenized yeah. into a Greek idea that told them that our codex, the quote, quote, Old Testament, mm -hmm. is archaic, it's old, it's out of touch with the reality, and furthermore, we're not under that document. So if that's, the, if that's the premise that drives the thought process of the individuals that are supposed to be teaching them the ways of the Most High, let's use this analogy. Mm -hmm. You left where you were and you were headed for truth, but you're so far offline that you're going to miss it. You're going to miss it for the whole rest of your life and eternity. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, you can't, I, I, I'm not speechless. I'm just, I'm just at a point where I'm saying that we have individuals that come into our congregation to visit and they listen to what we have to say. And then, of course, because we are anti the elephant in the room, 
and I'm not going to keep much. calling him the elephant in the room. I'm going to say because we're anti Greek New Testament, mm-hmm. which puts Jesus Christ on the outside right. and not on the inside, mm-hmm. and they want to come and try to make us believe that this this man is the same entity as the absolute all-existent one, and I have to tell him he's not. There's no way he can be mm-hmm. because he violates every principle that is written in text. But see, and then and then and and see, we get back. I'm, I'm going to get back to 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 what you opened up with. The issue is the matter of truth, truth, Emmet, truth. Truth is an enemy to the lie. And at <clears throat> and I'm going to say it in this context. <clears throat> at this point, it seems in the in the natural eye that the lie is winning, is winning, and truth is failing. I said to the eye. Yeah, to the eye. That's truth right. is not losing. That's correct. That is absolutely you know, correct. You know, you know, you know how you listen, how you watch it. You watch a movie, and uh, there's the villain, mm-hmm. and it looks like the villain's getting away, and you're sitting there, man. I can't wait. I can't wait for the. I can't wait for the villain to get caught. I know he's gonna get caught. Can't That's wait right. for the villain. And That's the villain right. goes, ah, yeah, they got him. Okay, feel real good about it. Right, right, right. That's truth. That's right. That's right. And and truth. And here's the thing. This is why. I also think it's unappealing to a lot of people as well, what we're talking about. Because I'm going to get, I'm going to blow our own shofar. You know, well, you my, wag your own tail. My, my daddy you, said it's a poor dog who wag, wag his own tail. Hey, it's, it's, it gets really egregious when, let me just get there. That is why congregations, and this is going to sound arrogant, but I don't care. This is why this congregation is important because the very thing that we're talking about is we are just trying to restructure and reformulate individuals' minds so they can say, okay, when they're coming in here and they want to speak a word and say, well, Jesus Christ is X and he is this and he is that, and we have to dispel that. And it's because what we're doing, the work that we're doing here, we're taking the text we grew, we were raised that way. Yes. And we came back and we said, this is a technical manual. We need to learn how to read it. And that's all we're doing. We're going back through the manual based off of how we've been taught to read it, which is through the eyes of the mitzvot. And it gives you a whole nother perspective because when you take a look at the text, the authors assume that you know it. Yes. Yes. Even your Christ assumes that you know it. And I use the example this past week. If you don't know the misvotes, you will simply look at that situation where he says, you can eat my flesh and drink my blood. Oh, they just didn't believe in Christ. How terrible is that? No, it has nothing to do with the belief in Christ. No. It has everything to do with the violation that came out of his mouth. Out of his mouth. And so therefore the writer assumes you know that. So it doesn't appear like, oh, well, they just left. And how rude was that? It wasn't rude. It was the appropriate response. 
because anything less than that would have incriminated them saying, you're going along with this blasphemous teaching that's in here. And then the help and the protection that you're talking about that they're looking for. Matter of fact, this man's mission, if you read in text, what was this man's mission? It was to go and get the lost sheep of whom and bring them back. Bring them back. Bring them back to where? It wasn't to heaven. Sure wasn't. So what was, it, he bring, what was he supposed to bring him back from Two. He was supposed to bring him to land and that never happened. No. Oh, okay. Where no. was he supposed to take him? No, he was supposed to bring them back to Torah. Oh, okay. All right. There you go. So he was supposed to bring them back to Torah. Okay. And that didn't happen. Didn't happen. Because why the thing, even the people that were out there, knew that the things that he was saying was not of Torah. And if he was and if he was the king of Israel, he was supposed to restore the dynasty of David. That didn't happen. Right. So we're not trying to or I should say this, we're trying to take the data that's being presented, weigh the data upon which and that's the thing you, a lot of y'all Ibir out here, you Hebrews, some of you, y'all still in Christianity, wherever you are, Islam, whatever you are, you are going to have to understand that at some point in your life, you're going to have to take the information, which is what's presented the data, the oldest, most credible form of text, which is the Masoretic Test. There's no question about that. Nope. Science, archaeologists, all kinds of anthropology, people that are in those sciences will all agree. This is the oldest, most credible form of written text that we have. All other religions come out of it. Christianity comes out of it. Islam comes out of it. And if you get these core principles down and you start weighing what you've been taught against the Masoretic text, you see a lot of that stuff doesn't hold water. So again, I'll come back to my original point, which is the issue of what you were talking about with truth. People don't want it partly because of the fact that there we've been ingrained in this culture with social media with the things that we see on tv which is the same thing over again tv is just propaganda that's a that's a i i'm not i'm not a conspiracy theorist but it is contrived propaganda which i'm gonna say this is gonna sound hard it's the same thing that the nazis did in their day and age they use that media engine in order to influence people and it's the same thing that's happening today what are they influencing you with now that homosexual uh relationships are okay because it's ingrained everywhere when you turn on that tv you can't watch a show without having to be ingrained in it because there's an agenda that's there and if you don't if you think that just turning on the tv is amoral that's not you're not even looking at it correctly. You got to see the agenda and everything that's there because it has everything to do with ratings. It has everything to do with our capitalistic society. That's why it doesn't work because the God here in the westernized culture is money and everything revolves around it. Even to your pastor on Sunday morning, he will tell you whatever you want to hear in order to maintain that lifestyle and that building that he has. Truth is not, it matters. And I'm telling you, once people started teaching it, you're going to start people seeing gravitating away from it because they love the lie. I had an old pastor, and I'm, I've been talking for a while. I'm going to jump in here. I had an old pastor at an old church that I remember him saying this. 
He says, he stood up in front of the congregation and he says, um, let me tell you what sin is. And I'll never forget this. He said, let me tell you what sin is. Says when, no, this is, he a, he's a Christian now. The devil, when he presents sin, he always presents sin in a pretty package. He never presents sin something where you won't accept it. It's always going to come in a form that's acceptable to you. That's easy that you don't have to do this. You don't have to do the life is just grand. It's greener on the other side. And then once you get over there, you find out all the grass is burnt. So I'm saying that to say, Ooh, I'm going off on the rabbit trail, rabbit trail, trail after rabbit oh, that's trail. Okay. That's Truth okay. matters. And you have to be able to evaluate the data, weigh it with a open mind, not so open where your brain falls out, but open enough to where you can see the most high. He's in front of you yeah. all the time. Yeah. You can't yeah. go outside yeah. without seeing yeah. the most high and all of his creation and all that he's done. It, it, it literally, it literally breaks my heart when I have to hear in news that a little baby got shot. Mm. It breaks my heart that to hear that a little three-year-old child got shot. It breaks my heart to hear and to see mothers holding their head in anguish because their melanated black or brown child, son, daughter, granddaughter, grandchild, or a member of their family has been shot. And I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, because it's ingrained in melanated people that Jesus is a savior, but Jesus is not saving you. There's nothing that he is doing to protect you. And while there are maybe millions and millions of other Christians say, well, I pray to Jesus and he does that for me. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. It's just a matter of time. No. Very true. It's just a matter of just time. Just a matter of time. Yeah, you're right. And it's, it's sad, yeah. It's, it's a matter of time before the wickedness and the perversive evil that this nation that we live in is going to implode Mm -hmm. And and I, I and 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 judgment is going to be visible to the point where we're <laughs> going to be back in in scriptorial times where there's going to be a cry. What what? And the cry is going to be this. Mm -hmm. It's really going to we're going we're going to get back to the question: What do I have to do to be saved? Mm. That's going to be the question, and you've and you've already been through, we've already been through life to recognize that calling on Jesus is not the answer. That's correct. So now the question is, what do I have to do to be delivered? Now we have this whole component of saved. Well, I'm saved. Saved from what? Hell, right? right. Hell doesn't exist. Woo, yeah, don't say that. Saved from what? Safe from sin? No, you're not, because your own text says if you if you say you have no sin, you lie, and the truth is no, not in you. So you're yeah. not safe from sin. So what are you safe from? Mm. It's quantitative. Right. That's right. It's quantitative. Mm -hmm. The Most High delivered Israel from her enemies. 
Yes. The Most High delivered King David from his enemies. Mm Mm-hmm. That was quantitative. That's right. He didn't deliver him from sin. He delivered him from his enemies. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's and your there, text yeah. in John, 1 John chapter 3, says that sin is a transgression of the law. That's right. And yep. if you say we're not under the law, then your text is telling you have transgressed the law. And therefore, you are in sin. So you haven't been redeemed from it. You're not saved from it. Mm -hmm. So please tell me, what in the world are you from? What, 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 what? Yeah, what are you, what are you saved from? And we're confronted, we're confronted with the text that I talked about a few months ago, and I, I don't have my notes in front of me now. You know, I don't remember things. I just remember scripture. <laughs> you know more they than they that call up on the name of your and in your in your Greek Bibles it says the Lord, so now we'll be saved. So now you're thinking that if I call upon Jesus, I'm gonna be saved. But that's not what the Hebrew text write, what the Hebrew text says. That's correct. The Hebrew text says, and it's written in the codex, they that call up on the name of Yod Vavhe. Yod Vavhe, E-A-I-Jay-E-A. Go tell them. He says to Mashe in Exodus 3, 13 through 15, go tell them that Ye Asher Ye has sent me. Has sent me. Yep. The El of Abraham, the El of 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 of, 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 of Yitzchak and Yaakov, yeah. and this shall be my name throughout all generations. Yod Hey Vav Yahweh. So those that call upon the name of Yahweh will be saved. What does save mean? It means that you will be delivered from your enemies. Mm-hmm. That's what you're going to be saved from, not some place that doesn't exist. Right, right. I mean, the Most Man. High, the Most High created the heavens and the earth, and He created everything in it. And then it said, and then on the seventh day He rested. rested. Did did He forget something? That's right. He rested from all that He had created. Did He forget something? Yeah, I, 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 He created. So, so if He created all things, He had to create a heaven and He had to create a hell. But. Hell is not mentioned anywhere in the in the in the text of being created. So did he forget something? And or or is that also the fact that he's ineffective and ineffective? Yeah, and my, so yeah, so, 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 so not that. I'm getting I'm getting come all on, come I'm on getting, I'm getting all worked up. So now you're telling me <clears throat> that God that you love so much, I don't use that term, but I'm, I'm going to do it now. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that God that you love so much has is imperfect. Right. You've reduced him down to a meager man who tends to forget things from, le- oh, where did I put my key- car keys? The last, oh, where did I set my glasses down? No, the Most High knows the beginning from the end. So if he knew that there was going to be a hell, he would have mentioned he it. He would have mentioned it. At the beginning, because I, I'm creating all of this, why wouldn't I mention that? So that brings into subjection to what if he created hell, then what else did he create that we don't know about? We don't leave that up to to circumstantial evidence. We'll say, hey, listen, the most I created all these things, and this is what it is. Listen, people. He said, the elephant in the room said, I am the truth, 
the way, and the life. That is a total lie. Mm-hmm. He's not the truth because he doesn't purport the truth that resides out of the mouth of the Most High. He uses language that says, "I know that I know that I know what the Most High said, mm-hmm. but I say." Mm-hmm. So now, when you start changing what the Most High said to what you said, we're now discrediting. We're discrediting what the Creator of all things has put in place. And I don't care what your argument is. He does not have the authority or the power to change what the opulent spirit, which is not a man, put in place for Hebrew is. Now, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say okay, this. Come on. Say, come on. Please, please hear me. Please hear me. People can do and believe whatever they want to believe. They can do that. I'm not... I'm not discrediting your ability mm-hmm. to believe what you want and what you don't want to believe. You can turn me off. I don't, I don't, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Okay. But for Hebrew Israel, mm-hmm. there is a mandate. Hear, O Israel, mm. I am Echad. Yeah. I'm one. I'm one. Deeper you shall have no other L besides me. Right. That's all I need to know. I don't need to argue. I don't need to argue any other any other point that people want to bring to me about. Well, well, Echad can mean something else. No, it means I'm one. one. Right. I'm one. Right. And then we just we just we just read in in, in Isaiah forty. Who who do you compare me with? Exactly. Who are you comparing? Who who are you comparing me with? That's right. Yeah, there's no there's no set of criteria upon which you can evaluate someone well, else's ability well, to well, say that who, they're on my level. Well, well, I heard what he said. Let let us let us make. Well, who was he talking to when he said let? Us? Oh, you, you, you who you 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 thought he, you thought that you thought that the thought of the creation of a anointed one was in his mind when he said that. Let's call Jesus. No. Mm-mm. When the text says, I wisdom was, was with there. him in the beginning. Yeah. I wisdom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you see, I, 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 I get, I get, I get worked up about this because it's, there is a way see, that see. seems right unto men, but the end thereof is destruction. It's the same narrative as watching the villain be so destructive mm. and you're sitting there watching, well, are they going to catch him? Are they going to catch him? Oh, I'll be so glad when they catch this, when they catch this villain. Oh, man, are they going to catch him? And then when they catch the villain, you go, ah, boy, I'm, I'm glad they got him. Yeah, it's like, you know, <clears throat> one of them, those, it feels like you're living in a, um, a, a, a movie like Clue or something where, 
you're you're the villain is walking around with you the whole entire time yeah. and he plays himself off like he's just this this uh, uh b- benevolent uh uh soul that you know can you know it, it i'm the most unsuspecting person in the room it can't be me and and then you come to find out it's like well i've been following after this for so long and i hate the kind of testimonies that you run across where you know you've run across it where it's, it's, it's just too late for me it's it's I, I i yeah even though i hear what you're saying yeah it's i'm so far gone yeah that's that doesn't even benefit me to even yeah. go down that right. particular road but here's something that you mentioned i don't know why i'm tinkering with this why you why you spoke it into the atmosphere is when you said let us make man and i'm sitting here saying to myself even in the fiber of what the most high is doing and making man he's not gonna he spoke what he spoke into existence and f- created and formed man but out of all the i shouldn't say but out of all all the things that he created were made to obey the laws that he put in place for that particular thing that he made the trees follow the laws yep. the sun follows its laws yep. the moon the stars yep. everything that's that you can interact with with your five senses well, that gives you let, let, let's put it in this context let's, okay. let's, let's, let's just let's just let's just encapsulate it sure everything that the most high created follows his laws except man well i was going to say i was going to say when it comes to man that's the way it was, he was designed was to not be a violation of what the most what he created you're not supposed you're not made to violate it. It's by your own choosing and your free will that you decide to do so. And and man is the only creation that's been given that ability, that will, that cognitive ability, that cognitive to some, choose to choose, be able to to discern between whether they're going to go this way or another way. And so that leads in the text where it's not the Most High's desire to, you know. Exactly. Inflict all this pain on individuals. He doesn't. Because I mean, and then the question becomes one: What pleasure does he get from he, that? He does no pleasure that comes out of that at all. And so, you know, because he says in text, mm-hmm. "I find no pleasure in the destruction of the wicked." Right. But see, you know, I'm gonna give you accolade real quick. I'm gonna do it, even though you don't want to. I know we are as men. We don't like accolades, but I'm gonna give you one. That goes to show you where we are as Ibir. Because we could easily say, you know what, this message from here on out is from the for the Ibir. Whatever happens to you other folk out there, that's fine. If you don't want to listen, we don't care about you no more. But I don't think that that was the 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 heart and the mind of Yeremehu, Nehum, A- Amos, no. Obadiah, all no. those individuals. No. No. Uh, Yonah. The prophets, that wasn't their mindset. Their mindset was to the people. Uh, listen, I'm going over here and I need you guys to understand. Now, granted, I'm not going to go into your text that you in and try to point out your its flaws, but understand where you come from and the opulence and the benevolence of the Most High that our ancestors once served. And you could, I mean, even with, again, with Noah, he was trying, he was ministering to everybody. It wasn't like. So, so here, so here's text. Here's text. Text says that the Most High loves the son that he whom he chastens. Yeah. Well, now the question becomes one: uh, Who's the Most High Son? Easy. Let's go to Exodus on that Exodus. one. Exodus four and twenty-two or twenty somewhere in there. He says Israel is my first firstborn born 
son. Mm -hmm. So therefore, therefore, the judgment that befalls Hebrew Israel in wherever she is or wherever she or he is uh, in the world is being chastised by the Most High because the Most High loves her True. or loves him. Okay? True. We're not talking about J.C. because J.C.'s not a son. The Most High knows who was a son. He already spoke in Exodus who his son was. And you can't, you cannot find, you cannot find me one text anywhere in the Hebrew writing where the Most High declares his son to be any, 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 any person or thing except Hebrew Israel. That's correct. That's correct. It's never written anywhere else. Nowhere. 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 Very true. So, so I mean, I use the analogy, as I always do, a father ought to know his son. That's true. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. <laughs> so the judgment that is coming has been coming, but is going to become more violent mm -hmm. is simply because out of it all, in the place where we are, even in this United States of America, the judgment that's going to fall is going to fall because he loves you, Hebrew, mm -hmm. and he wants you to turn back to him, cry out to him, turn from the wickedness of idolatry and turn back to him so that he can do something else that's quantitative, yeah. redeem you. Right. Right. Redemption is quantitative. Right. He can redeem you out of this exile and bring you back to a place of peace. Now. Well, hold on. Go ahead. Talk about the heart. The heart has to be behind it because we can't fall into this thing where well, we're back well, in Noah's day where you're doing where, where, where the heat gets cranked up. No. Yeah, and you're I just mean, out here just trying to save your own rear end. Yeah. I mean, the issue, the issue, the issue is, is that. When we let's go, we can go back to text again in, in, in the book of Judges. Okay, the Most High delivered Israel at the hand of the various deliverers that He sent because Israel's heart was in a repentant state. Right, 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 and it was in a repentant state as long as the persons that the Most High sent to deliver them were their leaders, because their leaders held them accountable. Yeah. And when Thank their you. leaders and when their leaders died, there was no one to hold them accountable that they had any respect for. So when we look at when we look at the at the Joshua's, when you look at the uh, um, the um, um, come on, you just oh, so them. yeah, Yahashua was in there. You got the uh, uh, Shimshons in there. Mm -hmm. You got the Boars in the there. Boars in you there. got uh, uh, what's um. Behold is in there, I think. There's so when a you have, plethora of judges. When, when you have all of these judges in there, the, Samuel, respect, the yeah. respect of the people is, is drawn to them because the people recognize their position before the Most High. Mm. That's why they can hold them accountable. You just, 
you just delivered us. Deborah, you just came in and delivered us out of the hands of our enemy. And while you have been, while you have been doing this, we have had peace. We have had food. We have had water. We have had this sense of calm. But we've had this sense of calm because you have been a woman of El that have held us accountable yes. to Torah mm-hmm. so that we could we could we could be in the ways of the most high. We live in a place where unless there's some some outpouring of 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 demonstrative act by the most high, I'm not following you. Right. right. So there so you and I, while we speak truth. We can't hold people accountable because they just see us as pure men. Well, God, Yale hadn't done anything that we should recognize them as being men of hell. Mm. Why should we listen to them? Mm. But Israel, listen to Yahashua. That's right. Israel, listen to Deborah. Mm-hmm. Israel, listen to uh, Gideon. Yeah. Uh, and he listened. They listened You're because about, oh, those yep. men... Those men delivered them where they saw the hand of the Most High doing something. Yeah. So now they, so now, and then in my mind, I'm starting to think, well, are they worshiping the man? Or are they worshiping the Most High? Mm. Because the text also says that when they died, after they died, Israel resorted to doing that which was wicked in the eyes of the Most High. So who were they following? Were they following the Most High or were they following the persons who delivered them from, from their, from their situation? Because if they were following the most high, you wouldn't need a person in that. You'd just be doing it. See, past history would tell you, oh, we need to follow the most high. Well, you know, let me let me pose this question, because even in their deliverance from uh, Mitzrayim, they've always had. And I I think we've talked about this in another podcast is that. We've always had a propensity for having a good, strong leader. Doesn't necessarily mean we need to have a king, but we need to have a strong leader. We need a strong leader. Moshe was a strong, excellent, strong leader. What other better leader? Even the patriarchs that came before him. Yaakov was a strong leader of his family. Um, You have uh, uh, Avraham, you know, exemplary. And then when you get into Yahashua and, and you trickle down, they've always had some quintessential person that has been pivotal pivotal in their um in their rearing but you said something that really struck a chord with me that individuals across the street don't do they don't hold the people accountable for anything you're not accountable for the things that you do that are against the most high just put it on this dude you don't have to be accountable for nothing and that's the problem Part of the problem is that you don't have this sense of reverence for anything because it comes back to square one. Because when you go to your congregation on Sunday, it is not about learning. It is not about truth. It is about feeling good. It's about a social hour. Yeah, like the lady told me. She told me I was at the at the doctor's office one day, and one of the receptionists said, "Oh." She says, oh, I'm so tired. I said, why are you tired? Oh, I, said, I went to church yesterday, and oh, my goodness. Oh, he just preached. I just shouted, and I just shouted. So I, I said, oh, so you're tired because you had you you went through physical gymnastics. That's right. You went to a, 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 a class, uh, went over at the gym, and just worked out for a little bit, but you said, rolled on the floor. What, and- what, what, did, <laughs> what did he preach that got you so excited? I don't remember. Exactly. Because, again... We're looking for entertainment. 
as a people. We're looking for the good time. Listen, We're looking people, for all that stuff. People. Not truth. People. I don't know how long we've been talking this evening. But the whole issue is, is that you cannot legislate Black Lives Matter. You're not going to get any justice from this nation. If you're black and brown, you're not going to get any justice from this nation that we live in. Mm -hmm. So now you have to ask yourself a question. Then how do I protect myself? Well, you can't protect yourself with a gun because, because you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you can't you can't protect yourself with a gun. <coughs> and this law, this law that they have, what's the law? They they say, well, I I can shoot you because I'm of, of some. I forget what the law is. That law is not going to apply to the bell to the black and white man, the black and brown man. Mm. It only applies to the Europeans. Mm. So now you have to ask yourself a question. By what means do I protect myself in this diaspora? Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you this once again. They that call upon the name of Yahweh shall be delivered. Mm -hmm. But calling upon the name of Yahweh comes with a responsibility and that is turning back to his ways his rules his precepts his statutes his teachings and his ways of life for hebrew israel now it's not just for hebrew israel but it is for the foreigner who also joins with Hebrew Israel. And I declare to you, I declare to you that he says in the Psalms, if your ways please me, I will give you the desires of your heart, which means that if you're walking in life the way I have laid out for you, Hebrew Israel, to walk in, and it is your desire to be protected, I will guarantee that you will be protected. You and yours. There's no way around this. I know that, well, I prayed to Jesus and he did this and he did, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. I was there. Mm -hmm. I was there. I was raised in it. Mm -hmm. I know it. I was raised in it. Mm -hmm. I'm not so sure. I am positive that the invoke that when you invoke the Father into the discussion, mm -hmm. He takes precedent over anything else that's going to follow. Mm -hmm. And the simple thing is, you wouldn't know that. So if you've been praying and you've been talking to the other guy, but you've invoked the name of the father, you have given the other guy the credit 
for what the Father has done. That's right. And they are not the same. No, not at all. They are not made of the same substance. That's right. Not even cut from the same he cloth. Came, he came, he came supposedly out of the womb of a woman and the sperm wasn't even Joseph's. <laughs> now you go, now you go figure that one out. Yeah. That's some research. That's for some homework for you to do you because there's, there's some misvote violations all then, in that. And then he says a man, men that are born of woman, it's full of sin. We come, that's it's right. full of sin. Mm -hmm. So he comes out of a woman that's full of sin. And then you're going to tell me he has no sin. That, that's a contradiction. That's right. That's a contradiction. That's right. So the issue of deliverance, deliverance, saved. I want to be saved. Saved. Mm -hmm. Delivered. It's tangible. It's substantive. Delivered from what? I want to be delivered from my oppressors. Mm. Who are my oppressors? You're in a nation where you have been oppressed ever since you put your foot down in it. Mm. Very true. Ever since you put your foot down in it, ever since your ancestors put their foot in this nation, they have been oppressed. And to this very day, I call it the new lynching. Mm. Just because I was afraid. Mm. But I was afraid. Afraid of what? Yeah. What are you afraid of? You're afraid of, you're afraid of the color of a man's skin. Mm. And I guarantee you, as I close tonight, every last one of these people that are dying, these mothers who are watching their children die, every last one of them believe in the salvation of Jesus Christ. And if that's the case, tell me why did my child have to die right. this way? Right. If you're my savior, why did my child who was doing nothing, my daughter who was sitting in the house, mm -hmm. my daughter who was sitting in the car, mm -hmm. my baby who was sitting in the back, why did my baby get shot Yeah, when he was innocent? Why did he have to catch that stray bullet? Why, did they, why did they have to take the judgment? Yeah. When in fact, I'm going to tell you this and I'm going to be through for the night. They that call mm. upon the name of the Most High L shall be delivered. But that comes with a caveat that you must also be walking in his ways in order to get the benefit of his protection. This has been Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. And Sean Appleton. And this has been... Hebrews, Hebrews in, in exile. exile. Shalom. Shalom.